Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name's John. This is episode 30. And Scobie, I'm feeling very dirty. Well, we are both 30. Our 30th <laughs> year, it's our 30th episode. It's got to be a special one, doesn't it? You want to be. Even if nothing else is going on. We've got me episode thirty, a big one for us. Yeah, it's a it's a good milestone, John. I'm I'm I'm, I'm proud that we've got here. I'm surprised we've got here in some ways. If you told me we'd be <laughs> on episode thirty at the start of the season, I'd be oh, I'd be surprised. <laughs> episode be surprised. thirty, we're we're here. We are. We're feeling very dirty. I tell you what, Scooby, my week has been um, my work signed up to ten thousand steps a day. That's what you have to do. Yeah, I was like, ah, yeah. oh, nay, boy, that'd be so easy to do. Uh, 10,000 steps a day. Fuck. It's fucking difficult to do 10,000 steps a day. I went for an 11K run on Monday, only 8,000 steps. <laughs> the big walk out to Leyland's, that was 5,000 steps. I find out that I'm like, I get to 10.30 at night and I'm having to go around the block like a few more it's times just trying to get my... Ten- <laughs> it must be your stride in running. It does always feel like you feel robbed in a run but you've not done more steps. Oh, exactly. Well, get on you. Get on you. I sat for about eight hours in this room today and didn't move. And then I thought at half past four, better go for a walk and ring my mum. So uh, that's lockdown life for me. Pretty exciting. Um, oh, God. I got home from that and decided that walk had earned me a beer. So cracked open a beer. Here we are. A few beers in, a few glasses of rouge, ready to talk about Scottish fantasy football. Scottish fantasy football, indeed. And Scooby, you know, you and I have been talking all week. It's Dirty 30. It's the big 30th episode. And we're thinking, listeners, how can we put a different spin on this week's episode? We all know how the game goes. We know how Scottish football goes. But how can we make this 45 minutes for you actually an efficient use of your time? Scooby, do you want to take it away? You've just promised them 45 minutes. I don't know if you've got that in the tank. But... um, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a pish week of um, of footballing action. I mean, it was fine. I'm sure we, we could have talked through the games because there's always stuff to talk about. There always is. Um, biggest result probably being Motherwell's uh, kind of shock 2-0 mm. win at Easter Road. But he kind of looked at it and we thought, look, episode 30, we're two matches out from the split. We talked about that a lot last week. And we thought, let's have a think. Let's do a, let's do a pre-split season review. Let's go top to bottom in the league and just have a think about how every team's performed. You know, they outperformed, they underperformed. Who stood out? You know, how could we describe their season? I think great idea at the time, John. Then I didn't have an awful lot of time today to plan it, so I'm going to shoot from the hip now. And that, that's <laughs> not an awful sp- lot of bread. So there'll be some hot takes here. Um, but hopefully that'll, that'll fire up the audience. And, that, and that's not a spree... A, 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 that's not a pre-spit review, yeah. as I put on Twitter, and someone correctly came up was like, "Is that some sort of big thing in Scottish football I've missed?" It's like, "No, no, El Hajjouf has not come back to the Scottish Premiership." <laughs> a pre-split preview. <laughs> I know it was that photo really holding the cup, looking like a madman, which he is—he's a big mad bastard, you know. And I was like, "Oh, that could, yeah." There we go. No, it's not. It's pre-split. Um, and we've had some good interaction from um, our loyal followers as well. So 
um, we'll, we'll pull in some of the stuff that people have contributed. Thanks very much if you did get in touch. So that's how we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to hit up the top six in the first half. Second part, we're going to do a bit of the bottom six. To be honest, as I was just saying to you before we started there, you could talk about any team in this league this year. There's something to talk about. It's been interesting. It's been a roller coaster. So, um, yeah, we're spoiled. We're spoiled. Um, so, yeah, will we get started? We will, Scobie. So how we are going to do this, listeners, is we're obviously going to go top six to bottom six. We're going to start with each of our one-word review for the club of the season so far. And then we'll try and dive into your stars, your flops, and who to be thinking about for that all-important wild card coming up. So, Scobie, obviously, Glasgow Rangers are sitting top of the league. It's going to be 55. The fireworks went off at the Tony Macaroni last night. What is your one-word review for their season? Clinical. Um, and I say that because I think they've got the job done in style. I think they've had impressive poise and consistency all, all year. Um, and they've just never slipped up. That defensive record is unbelievable. Um, the amount of goals conceded is unbelievable. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm not a Rangers fan. And, they don't always do their best to enamour any Scottish football fan, but you have to take your hat off and just respect what they've done this year. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's clinical. Yeah. Was it? Well, it was 22 clean sheets this season, and I would describe that as relentless. Relentless. Thank you. Yeah, I'll say different. before we get going as well, we've, we've not cross-checked any of our answers. So <laughs> we used to see if we come up with the same words or players throughout. I'm sure there will be some crossing. But, yeah, sorry, I'm interrupting you. No danger. You can interrupt me all night, Scobie. No boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think they've been absolutely relentless. It's been clean sheets, really, if you think about it from a fantasy football Scotland perspective. It's been James Tavernier with his penalties up until his injury recently, which I think is actually quite an interesting thing going into the split. You know, there's rumours he'll be back in the next couple of weeks. Will he be part of your game week uh, 33 wild cards? I think that's one to watch. Mm. Um, for me, I mean, going... you... oh my goodness me! <laughs> it's calling you. That's the app. That's the fancy people scrolling that with their bloody adverts. Are you getting the ads? Anyway, just, just so everybody knows, we are real fans of the game. Uh, no, yeah, I totally agree. With you. I mean, the, the 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 challenge there now with Tab is you've given up a lot of money and you've redistributed that wealth probably around the around yeah, the yeah. So then, how how do you how do you go about? Um, you know, bringing him back in for that reason. My player um, that stood out for me, we're going to go have a look and see uh, some players uh, for each of the teams. Players stood out for me, um, and I've kind of tried to look at all of them from a bit of a fantasy perspective as well. It's Haribo. I think he's really, and you saw it most when he was out. Um, mm. Arfield kind of stood up in that period of time, but Haribo's like definitely playmaker in chief there. He's made a massive difference to them since returning. The goals have been pretty free-flowing just creating all the time. And I, I think he was undervalued. Um, he's still only 4.7 million. I think undervalued in that Rangers team. And you've got somebody like Kent, who's 6.4. Um, so, you know, I, I think for me, Arebo, uh, he's not the obvious one. I think, you know, maybe you're going to go one of the defenders and we've talked about them. But, but for me, he's been great. I expect his value to rise next season. Um, yeah. yeah, for me, that was my player for interest. Who'd you pick out? I mean, I'm, I'm feeling pretty per- perplexed at that, Scobie, I'll be honest. I mean, yeah, Joe Rebo. <laughs> Joe Rebo's been, I think he's been, I think he's been a great player for them this season, don't get me wrong. From yeah. fantasy football Scotland-wise, I probably wouldn't even, barely had him in the top five. 
you know, there's, there, there's goalkeepers, there's defenders, and there's probably Morelos in ahead of him. But I love it. You, as you say, you're shooting from the hips. So whatever, listeners, you can take or leave that. I like this. Uh, Reese Callahan got in touch tonight, and he picked out Connor Goldson. Yeah. He said he's got to be up there, you know, for the best value throughout, throughout the season in that Rangers defence. You know, he started the game, don't forget, in that sort of three million bracket. Yeah, he he's now at 4.8 million, Scobie. That's nearly five million pounds. And he's a stalwart in that defence. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. Five million. I mean, <laughs> you tell me you, don't, you thought Joe Rebo was the best player. I don't know if you know. Dick from Harry, mate. <laughs> I was leaving the door open for you to go for a defender. Right, fine. Connor got, yeah, I mean, 200 points. Says it all. I think it was 3.3 million off the top of my head when we started. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tav's the obvious one. We're not going to go there. But I think, yeah, Goldson, quite rightly, you know, should be there. He's now caught up with Barisic in terms of value. Um, mm. Barisic, the man with the biggest Adams apple in Scotland. Outperformed the season, Rangers. Have to be, eh? 100%. They've been brilliant this season. They've done better than anyone expected. You know, yeah, maybe we're arguably an upward curve with Gerrard. Flop, I thought was interesting, Scobie. I was already thinking, personally for me, it's just because at the point I brought Ryan Kenton, <laughs> he then went on this like massive drought of no point scoring. And he is that higher price point. So for me, despite Ryan Kent overall having a good season, fantasy football Scotland-wise, it, it just hurt me a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. Ken was probably also mine as well, just because of the value. Um, and, you know, in some ways, Morelos as well. And again, that's value-driven. Uh, and, he, you know, he's coming into a bit of form now, but I think he went through a patch where, where he wasn't delivering an awful lot and he was a bit of a, a no-go zone. So, yeah, a couple there, but all in all, a great season for Rangers. Moving across to the other side of Glasgow. One word to sum up Celtic, John. Calamity. I thought we were going to have the same one of that. Do you know what mine is? Something in the sea. Dubai. <laughs> Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. Um, oh. A sobering season. Sobering indeed. Though not yeah. for Scott Brown and Neil Lennon who were drinking the pints. No. Uh, <laughs> in copious amounts in Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, looking back on it and trying to look back to that, they never really looked in it to be honest, never really looked at their own race. Um, and it was sort of like that decision to rehire Lenin in those strange circumstances after that cup final. I think it just ran its course. Um, it, it never felt long-term. And yeah, it's just, it's not many other ways to describe it, just such a disappointing season for them and, and, and such a great low after so many years of, of extreme high when they just dominated the landscape. The thing is, you're always going to be falling down, you know, after a quadruple treble. Wasn't the first, but, you know, maybe the second. Um, the goalkeeping situation never really got sorted out. You know, brought Barkas in, Scott Bain. You know, apparently, Davy Marshall was give, <laughs> giving him on a free in the summer and they turned him down. Like, from there, you can see the wrong decisions that were being had. Shane Duffy arrived with a lot of um, media attention. He was brilliant at the start, wasn't he? Well, especially from a fantasy football Scotland perspective, you yeah. know, was in that um, double game week where I think he scored, got a couple of clean sheets. Yeah. Um, so actually, you know, whilst it's been hilarious at Parkhead, I think 
they have been an okay asset, you know, going forward. And the reason I think so massively they've been great, I'm going to move on to my star, which I'm sure is everyone's star of Celtic season, is David Turnbull. Um, you know, as, as we've gone on about this podcast, was priced down at sort of three and a half million when he was first at Celtic and sort of got luckily put into the team, as our mate Gagan told us. But since then, he's been absolutely brilliant. And uh, has definitely wedged his way in, which I'm sure we'll talk about on numerous occasions in this pod, to that Euros conversation and Steve Clark's thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Turnbull's, you know, I think he's cemented his place. He's one of the, one of the players that can actually hold his, hold his head high after the season. He's got to be a big part of that team going forward. And hopefully any manager coming in is going to see that. I really hope he doesn't get shown the door for, you know, strange reasons. Um for me, it was. Uh, it seems a funny one picking a defender, but I think through it all, Ayer has mm. still been very good. Um, he's fifth top uh, defender in the game at the moment. He's played out of position quite a lot as well, and he's played with a calamitous, as you said, um, you know, co-defending um, squad, um, dumb and dumber. Um, or, or what were they called again? Uh, Gagan gave it, gave it a good description, but you know, <laughs> Duffy and Bitton playing together, uh, what more could he do? Playing out on the right there when he's clearly mm. probably their best centre back. So yeah, and he, so he, you know he's he's probably been uh, star for me. But apart from that, everyone's been disappointing. Um, Edward's goals have been there, but you you know we all probably have such high expectations of him that he's been a letdown. Elliot, you see had a little bit of a patch at the start, uh, but apart from that, it's hard to pick anyone else out. It really is. I think actually Steady Eddie the last sort of eight, nine weeks, you know, has returned goals basically every week. So in that respect, I think he's been all right. Richie, our uh, mate on Twitter, picked out his biggest flop of the season. And I hadn't quite thought it in this way, but he brought Laxalt in when he joined. Mm. You know, this Uruguayan sexy footballer with his specs on and his dreads, <laughs> uh, all the way for AC Milan. Like, fucking hell, everyone's plums are pumping at that and actually only returned like one clean sheet in his first seven or eight games for Celtic. It's just, that's a flaw, yeah. right? Not great. Not great. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a rebuild job there, isn't it? I think I can, you know, certainly there'll be players that will, that will stay around, but um, interesting to see where they are and what, you know, whether Kennedy is the man that takes them into the new season or not. Um, but yeah, I think we can unanimously say uh, underperformed this season and, and yeah, kind of underperformed when it mattered most, you know, going for 10 in a row. Um, you would have hoped yeah. that Rangers would have had to really fight them for it, and they've not, in all honesty. But of course, Scobie, uh, they did beat Aberdeen at the weekend through a nice Edward deflection. And that's Celtic now unbeaten in 13 games against Aberdeen. They've picked up 11 wins out of those 13 and not lost, yeah, since the final day of the 2017-18 season. It's just uh, quite remarkable how Aberdeen seemed to uh, not have any sort of desire to go after uh, Celtic. No, none. And we will come on to them very soon. Flying through, because I know we need to, you know, we could talk about all these teams all Mm. night. Next team for us, obviously, is Hibs. I'm going to start. And I'm, and I'm not saying this to be controversial as a Hearts fan, but one word to sum up their season, frustrating. Mm. And I say that because I genuinely think, looking back on it now, you know, and, and maybe they still do, they could have given Celtic a run on, on second. Yeah. 
you know, and they've been strangely inconsistent at times. Like, at times they look like world beaters and they've actually shown up pretty well in old firm games, I have to say. But there's just been some really odd losses. There was that there was that patch just in and around Christmas when we were calling them honking hibs and, you know, you didn't want to go near them. They made some really good movements in January. I think people like, you know, bringing in like Irvin, um, just whatever they did in January seems to just have given them a lift and they've been back mm. on it. Boyle's been on it. Um, and so they've been good, but I think there was an opportunity there and I would be a bit frustrated in some ways as a Hibs fan. Yeah, I think that's. I think that I totally agree. I think that's the same for Hibs and Aberdeen fans this season. Is you've seen how bad Celtic are, and mm. yet they're still comfortably in second. It's just like, if this is the shittest they're ever going to be, why is there not yeah, the best challenger outside the old firm? Why are they not comfortably in second? And to be honest, closer to Rangers than third. My word for Hibs was signings. I think they made excellent signings in the summer. You know, even go back to Kevin Nisbet was great business. You know, has had a bigger impact, I'd say, than Lawrence Shankland on the Scottish Premiership coming out of the Scottish Championship. Yep. Uh, Gogic seemed like a great piece of business as well. Like he wasn't playing against Motherwell at the weekend. They clearly missed him. And then in the January transfer window, they signed uh, Jackson Irvin, Irvin Jackson, our man. You know, bit of a baller, seems really good. Cadden, right wing back, seems like an excellent piece of business. And Murphy. So the whole thing for me under Jack Ross at Hibs, whilst I'm sure they're very frustrated, rightly as you've pointed out, I think it feels like it is moving in the right direction, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I hope they can build on it for next year. Oh, I just realised what I was saying there. We're going to be back. And no, I hope they don't build on it. you know, but as a Hibs fan, you're going to hope that they build on it. My player I'm going to pick out, um, I've realised I have gone quite left field, but I did shoot from the hip and I told you that. I'm going to actually <laughs> pick out um, Marciano. Oh, yeah, nice. Nice. You know, well, Scot- I, I, Scotland's um, Scotland's demon. Yeah, because he's a fucking nuisance against Scotland. <laughs> That's one of the main reasons. But I mean, it was like, it was the was the goal that was scored against him uh, in the Scotland-Israel tie, not with about his second or... It was his first goal from open play. And, you know, by that point in the year, I mean, it was the clean sheet run at the start of the year was unbelievable. And he and he was a massive part of that. Um, and they've kept up 28 goals conceded um, this term so far. Yeah. Um, look, and he's great. And, you know, I've had him in for a, for a while now, just kind of rotating through two good goalkeepers, which has actually been surprisingly quite a good approach and something I'll look to probably adopt next year if the mm-hmm. you know, point structure is staying relatively similar a lot of clean sheets there for him um so yeah marciano for me has been my player to pick out who's yours i think just because of the recent memory of the last month it still has to be martin boyle even though he missed that penalty two weeks ago i still think he is playing at a really high level he's got so much pace offers um great finishing through the middle and even though he's at that premium price point i would encourage all the listeners to get him in your team for that double game week coming up for Hibs, a bit disappointingly for the Motherwell game, uh, Doig was dropped um, after being mm. slightly touted there. But he's also been a great, uh, a great guy to come on the scene for Hibs this season. Young Scottish left back, as we've said, Scotland needs young Scottish left backs. We don't have many of them, so it's uh, yeah, good to see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love Martin Boyle's story. Started at Montrose. Uh, three years there. I mean, the guy's probably done his graft in Scottish football. Dundee, three years at Dundee. Um, and then to Hibs and he's been at Hibs now for six years 27 he's kind of probably coming into the prime of his career you know he's, he's kind of like 
getting smarter with age, Boyle. Mm. Uh, he was always a nuisance against Hearts. I just wonder if he's maybe got a move in him. If he wants to maybe go and try himself down south. He's probably one of the players that Hibbs will be scared about maybe going because, you know, he's he's just an asset. With that pace, you know, he'll do it. He'd easily do a job in League One Championship. Love to see him down there. So, yes. Uh, so, um, summing all of that up, um, where do I place Hibbs? Uh, I was going to say middling, but I'm going to I'm going to say they've outperformed expectations. I'm gonna be- yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sitting third. You know, they were expected to be in a heavier battle with Aberdeen, and it looks like they've got third comfortably. So that's fair enough. Speaking yeah. of Aberdeen, Scobie, <laughs> they are fourth in the league and next in our fantasy fit bar pod review pre spit. <laughs> And the words, Are they gonna, a few things off your chest? And so, uh, <laughs> the microphone. The word I'm going to use for Aberdeen this season is asleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> it has been so boring watching them uh, try and play football and go forward this season. You know, we've had the we've gone into great depth about how bad their attack has been. Uh, Laura on Twitter got in touch and said Cosgrove was probably her biggest flop of the season. And, you know, I'd agree with that. He was injured at the start of the year and he came back and everyone thought after that goal against Hibbs, he'd be great. But he's been so... You know, he went in January, but he was shite before then and everything they brought in has been shite. And they've still only scored one goal in eight games. And and it's it's just boring. It's just boring right now, Scobie. I was going to describe Aberdeen's season in one word as flattering. <laughs> because actually, I think four, yeah. and actually the points difference, they've gone away with it there. And breaking that down, I mean, it's a poor season by McKinnison standards. We know that. They've been high of late, those standards, so fine. Um, defensively, they've probably got themselves out of a lot of trouble. Um, had that yeah. defence not been as strong as it could have been um, you know you're not for you're much okay. further back in that battle with the likes of St Johnson and Livingston and whatnot. so um, on that note my actually standout player um, and it's not the obvious one um, I've actually gone for Ash Taylor because mm. I think he has been a rock um, and maybe I'm getting a little bit swayed by you know how close he went at the start of the Celtic game um, he was like a man best <laughs> in the first 10 minutes um, but he's been a rock the back three is probably one of the only positives the sort of way that they've played together um, mm. this season I would say that to, to kind of come out of it um, 30 goals conceded I think it is for Aberdeen so not bad lots of clean sheets in there and I think Taylor's been you know he's been good yeah I, th- I think overall you can say overall the Aberdeen defence it's 15 clean sheets in the league Joe Lewis holds the most clean sheets in the league because Rangers mm-hmm. have chops and changed in their goalkeepers. So overall, you can say defence has done well. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean... But then like no wing-backs getting forward, scoring points yeah. and then getting clean sheets. It's been actually mm-hmm. the centre-halves that have been... Yeah, definitely. And I thought an interesting one was uh, Blades Attack. Uh, Brian on Twitter got in touch and his biggest flop, he said, he said it was Lewis Ferguson because since game week 14... He's not had a single attacking return and he's still got over 40% ownership, which I'm sure a lot of people... I hope he doesn't still have him. <laughs> right, he's alive. 
so uh, yeah. I mean, it was an amazing patch, though. That was that. That's probably the the most exciting period in um, in your season. You know, when he was slamming them in from all over the place. A lot of it was penalties, fine. But there was a there was a there was a real run between mm. game week five and game week fourteen. I don't quite know the points total, but it was about fifty points a week. Right, let's let's get out of the negativity. Let's move on. To... So we agree that they've underperformed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. We've, we've, we've out of that, into the positive stories of the season, and it is for me the most positive story of the season. It's in some ways restored. Not that I've lost faith in Scottish football, but it's just made me love it even more. My word to describe Livingston season: heartwarming. Oh, lovely! You like my that? heart just warmed. <laughs> It's surely the story of the season. I mean, the cup final loss was anguishing. I, I was in a bad mood on Sunday night, and I, ge- I genuinely just felt from Martindale because I followed that story we both have, and I just think of him as a brilliant tactician, man-manager, clearly got an eye for talent, and he's just the best interviewee in the Scottish game. Some of the clips that we've seen of him like, kicking around Twitter are just brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. My word for Livingston of the season was Martindale. Um, <laughs> and it was because of that huge run. And actually, yeah. in the League Cup final, he did get it wrong. You know, playing Marvin Bartley out on the left wing to try and blunt the effectiveness of Rooney. Like, it's just one of those things he must have just been lying in bed thinking, like, I've just, I've just come to the perfect idea. And he just overthought it. It's like, yeah. Davey, just do what you're doing well. Keep it simple. And unfortunately, it slightly backfired. But look, let's get over it. Mm-hmm. The real hero, I think, of Livingston's season, other than Davey Martindale, has been John Guffrey. FPL royalty pointed this out. You know, he started, Fiat's Football Scotland, at a lowly 2 million. And in that time, he's got nine clean sheets, five goals, one assist. Woo-hoo-hoo! How good is that, Scobie? Uh, we've finally agreed on a player. <laughs> it's John Guthrie. <laughs> and I'll take my hat off to you, because you've had John Guthrie in from, from day dot, I think. Um, you picked him out, and yeah, he's been, he's been great, Guthrie. But the whole team has, I mean, like there was actually a lot of people that were vying for it. I think Scott Robinson's always creating something, making a nuisance of himself, scored some lovely goals this year. Um, so him, Mullen had that streak. We love Josh Mullen on the pod, of course. Um, just a great... I'm really excited to see what a good preseason, maybe some more clever activity brings them. Um, you know, season's not over. So let's, we're not getting away from ourselves here. But I'm, you know, I hope to see Martindale there for the long haul. And I hope... And I'm excited to see what next year brings. Indeed, indeed. Should we move on to the last team... In the bottom we six. Should. So we're saying Livingston outperformed, clearly. I mean, these are right in themselves. Yeah, definitely. St. Mirren. Describe St. Mirren's season in one word, John. This is actually the hardest team I thought to describe in the whole league. And I've gone with tactics, just because I think Jim Goodwin is such a tactically astute manager. And I think he's done such a brilliant job. Uh, you know, last season, they scraped relegation, right? I mean, realistically, they... Hearts may have come above them and they might have gone straight down, but they haven't. And what Goodwin has done is completely overhauled that team. He's got the defence not conceding as many goals. He's got the midfield purring and he's slowly, slowly getting the attack going with John Obika there, maybe. Um, But Jamie McGrath, look, if I had someone to take a penalty that my life depended on, 
It would not be James Tavernier. It would be Jamie McGrath every day of the week. Wow. That's a big call. Lewis Ferguson's out. Tab's out. It's McGrath. Correct. Correct. <laughs> um, my word to describe St. Mary's season, car sharing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, <laughs> and I think on a serious note, it was such a slow start. And we obviously had the car sharing fiasco and there was all the docking points thing that came with it. But you can't help but feel it just derailed things, like not getting to play, not getting that season off to the start that they wanted to. They didn't win a league game from the 15th of August until the 21st of November. Wow. It was bad. <laughs> it was rough for St. Merritt. You know, some games called off, but there was, you know, it, was, it was bleak. Um, and they were rooted to the bottom, weren't they? And we knew their games in hand, but it was a bit like, well, that's some actual lose them anyway. But what a turnaround it's been. Mm. And I, I kind of hope they finish sixth, like, because I just uh, the comeback's been incredible. Um, I so think that win after, after the weekend, they're pretty much guaranteed there to finish sixth. FPL Royalty also got in touch. His uh, star of the season for them, Scobie, and I know you hate this. It was Jay Henderson. Because he doesn't actually... Uh, it allows the bench trick to happen. It allows your best player off your bench to come on if there's a player not playing. So, who are your stars, flops for this team? Uh, very good about Henderson, yeah. But I think, look, other people have used it with injuries anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Shaughnessy, I think he's been quite slick. Um, popped up with goals as well. Um, clean sheets of late. I think he's been quite a solid performer. And again, you're getting great value with um, with St Mirren players Abika actually I hate to say it probably flop of the season we've been really excited about Abika a few times you were and you brought him in didn't work out he got injured I think I brought him in was going to ride him high did not happen so Abika's been a little bit disappointing yeah my, my, my notes on Abika as has he's blown very hot and cold mostly yes. cold <laughs> <laughs> mostly freezing anyway well that wraps us up top six in the bag Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Dirty 30 episode of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are now going to talk about the bottom six where the real action is. You know what, Scobie? The split. Love it or loathe it. I don't think you could deny that it provides action. Teams playing each other that are around each other's teams. A lot of people laugh at this league, but Scobie, I kind of love it. It's so good. Imagine if it was on the <laughs> Premiership. Imagine <laughs> that. It's fucking tear it apart. You know, it'd be so good. And, it's, and actually, it's like, it's given me such a new appreciation for like the bottom six this year. And I'm not sitting here being like, oh, because Hornets were never in the bottom six. And we definitely were. But, you know, it's like, I just love it. I am absolutely love the battle at the bottom. I look, every game I'm looking at, how you know, table as it stands, what's going to happen. And you know, we'll get into it now because there's just so many good storylines down the bottom, of this, uh, the bottom of this league. So we're going to start with seventh. Uh, we're going to do this in the same order, go seventh to twelfth. Um, so... Starting in seventh, new boys in the league this year. Um, finally, uh, football back, Premiership football back at Tannadice. Dundee United. Sum up their season in one word, John. Newbies. Yeah, okay. Give me that. 
Because I think I think they've been it's been a positive. I think they've obviously had a very I think they've had a I think they've had a very good season. If you were to say to a United fan of the United board before the season started, you know you'd be sitting seven. But they take that as a team coming promoted. You you want to survive first of all, but they obviously know that you know probably they've got enough to to stay up more. And I think they've done that. And yes, they've been inconsistent. I'm sure there's frustrations out there, but they've got some gem players in there, haven't they? Yeah, they do. They, just, um, just the the front three wasn't working, man. Just accept, <laughs> just accept that. Like two months ago, and probably in the top six, like. I just that's the only frustration because I think Mellon's been great. He's another character. I quite like him. Like his in Bill yeah. Martin yeah. little character, isn't he? Uh, and he's obviously loving it. He's loving being back. Look, for me, the word to describe then this uh, season has been promising. I think there's mm. signs of good things to come. Solid yeah. match in the season. They were really solid at the back as well, which is probably the most impressive thing. You know, even when they weren't scoring goals, they were good. Um, but yeah, just that fucking front three wasn't working, man. And I just think there was so much pressure on Shankland, like who'd never done it at the Premiership level. That- I think the biggest pressure on Shankland was the fact that he was valued at six million pounds in the Fantasy Football Scotland. <laughs> Week before the league starts, he must have looked at his value and gone, "No, what?" Oh, yeah, I mean, look, read too much into it. Here we are. My start of the season, Benji Segris, how much longer will we see him in the league for? He's been brilliant. You know, yes, from his crossing, you know, sometimes there's a little bit left, a little bit left to be desired, but actually shot top is brilliant. And yeah, it's just that front three, isn't it? And it feels like Mark McNulty sort of gets shoehorned in a little bit, whereas Shanklin and Clark can work off better. Heard a bit of big good bit of gossip is that McNulty was one of the only United players not to take a pay cut because of the way his contract was structured so it feels like uh, Mellon has to play him every week because he's like fucking you know I'm spending that much money on him just now I have to start him because it does look that way you know when they have Shanklin up playing nine and Nicky Clark playing ten and around him their attack looks so much more structured and there's so much more fluidity to it. I don't know how you feel definitely, about that. Steve. Definitely. Um, my star season was all secret, so I won't say any more on that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Clark's just, he, he's clever. Like, he scored goals for them this season when he had kind of no right to. Um, so, yeah, just stop forcing it, man. A player I'm going to pick out that I did quite like, uh, a couple actually, Harks. Mm. I think, clever player. Arts is, uh, you know, only 25, come from, to play his football out in the States, came through the college football ranks there, played for DC United for a couple of years. Uh, he's been in the United for a couple of years now, but he, he's looked good. I uh, like the look of him, and Sporl as well, who's been a bit, was a pod favourite at the start of the season. Um, got the goal as well uh, on the weekend pass. So, some uh, some good players. But, you know, uh, Shanklin obviously had disappointments this season, you know. He did, but hopefully, you know, I, I, I think he'll get priced around five mil next season, and and at that point, I think he'll be brought into a lot of fantasy football Scotland managers' minds. He's around that number now, and you know, you go into the top six split, and United definitely like one of the better teams. They're obviously sitting seventh, the best position you can. Yeah. Um, so, so, so definitely on my mind. And whilst we talk about that, I suppose it's a nice segue, Scobie, to the Super Jays. I mean. Cup final winning Super Jays. What was your one word to describe them this season? This season, roller coaster. <laughs> then there's like 
there's so much to be excited about. Cup final win, and then that's that second most successful club in Scotland in the past decade, are they? Yeah, yeah. Cup wins. Great signings as well. Um, you know, Melamed looks a player. We can wax lyrical about him. And, and Davison kind of looks the real deal. He kind of comes across like he knows what he's doing. He's won a cup, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. But they're eighth. Just, yeah, I don't, I don't really know where it's gone wrong for St. Johnson. Just on the on the arse end of results, they they couldn't score for Toffee at the start of the season, and that's probably what's costing them because they were creating stuff all over the place. Well, well thinks had a great season, Conway's had a great season, players like that, but they just couldn't get it going. Now they found their shooting boots. Um, well, mainly through Melamed. Yeah, you know, League Cup final win. My word for St. Johnson this year was silverware. Because that's two yep. trophies in the last 10 years, more than any other club apart from Celtic in the Scottish uh, leagues has done major silverware, which is just unbelievable. They're actually going under the radar as the informed team in the Scottish Premiership just now. I think they've only lost twice in the last 10 games. And a big reason because of that is because what we were talking about last week is because a guy, Melamed, I don't know if I sent you the brilliant piece of uh, work that this St. Johnston Twitter guy did. And he overlaid the Dennis Bergkamp goal commentary from World Cup 98, where he scored that goal against Argentina. Because actually, I don't know if you've seen it, listeners, but the way the ball comes over and he like traps it with the outside of his right boot from over his shoulder and then flicks it into the corner of the net was absolutely sensational. Thing of beauty. It was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the kind of player that, like, it just comes along every so often and it's just a find, you know, and he's just, like, let's be just happy to have him in the Scottish League. He's a, he's a great player. And he's made Chris Kane a lot better playing off him. Chris Kane's actually been impressive all year, too. He's kind of popped up with goals at a point where they needed them. And he's not scored many fantasy points, but, you know, I think all those goals he scored have kind of meant something. So uh, Kane and Melamed like that partnership. There's, there's, there's lots of ingenuity. There's some clever players in that team. Um, so, yes, yeah, and Johnson, it's a weird one. Why eight? Who knows? I, who knows? I, can we talk a bit about Dog? Obviously, yeah, of Matt, the match winner uh, in the League Cup final, uh, Sean Rooney, he's at 2.5 million in the game. Don't you forget, listeners. Um and has been a bit of a revelation in this role at right wing back, where St Johnston are playing a very similar system. Mention it quietly, Scooby, to Steve Clark's Scotland, and mention it even more quietly. We do not have a good right wing back. Why is this guy not in the conversation for March uh, internationals? Boy from Bells Hill, um, on the on the basis of his league cup final performance, he, should, he absolutely should be in the conversation. And his interview afterwards, which was. Refreshing stuff. I like talking a lot. But uh, that, that that League Cup final performance, Scooby, was was not like potluck. Was not random. This is a yeah. consistent amount of good level performances. He's got such an engine down that right wing. Right I think we'd be mad not to try him out. Yeah, and I mean he's got goals. He is in a bit of form as well. Goals in his two of his last uh, four games and an assist in that time. There's been a clean sheet in there too. So he was in form. They were in form going into the League Cup final and he was he was kind of one of them. And he, yeah, at least Martindale sensed that by doing something. He just happened to do the completely wrong thing. Uh, but yeah, Sean Rooney, get him in the conversation. Where do we put St. Johnson on the season? 
I think you have to say middling because I think you've got to say overachieving. I totally disagree. Won a trophy in the league. If you they won a trophy. If you take. Right, this is matter. They won the league. <laughs> league Cup. It doesn't matter. Right, they have performed. They have performed. I'm being generous tonight. <laughs> um, I'm not going to be generous to the next team. <clears throat> and uh, Murray Graham, it's not just because I don't like you. Um, Motherwell, what a disappointing year. Disappointing Oof. is the word that I'll use to describe them. I think that's a squad that anyone would be jealous of, even after losing Turnbull. Mm. and just really shocking to see how badly it went for Robinson. You know, he'd been building something there for a few years, um, and he just couldn't turn it around, and that, and that was not through want of, you know, good players in that squad. I think Alexander looks like a savvy appointment, so I think they'll probably be all right in the split, but who knows? Um, but, yeah, a really, really poor year. I think probably of all, of all the teams in the league, They've had the poorest season by how they should have, um, you know, expected to have done. Yeah, I, I'd probably put them at maybe second worst because I'm going to come on to a team later that have disappointed me more. My word for what's the smell was inconsistent because they have shown glimpses where they can be brilliant. I just looked last weekend where they've gone and stuffed Hibs 2 0 at Easter Road, you know, in form Hibernian, and it's that front three that's worked so well. You know, you've also got the uh, new addition of Jordan Roberts, who's got a goal and assist. Devontae Cole, one of the most complete strikers in the Scottish Premiership. Quote me on that. I think he's brilliant. Uh, We've been saying hold him for ages. And um, Tony Watt played a sumptuous assist for for Jordan Roberts' goal. Like, you, you will struggle to find a better assist in the Scottish Premiership over the last 10 years. I, I do challenge you, but yeah, Scooby. But but from going this to the from the superlative to the shite, that like they've been so shite for so much of the season. I've <laughs> been so awful, and I mean, uh, when it's been bad, it's been bad. And when they've conceded, God, they've conceded goals, mm. like just got hammered by Hamilton every time they played them as well, which I kind of love. And we'll come on that <laughs> later. But it's just like Bevis Mugabe. Big Declan Gallagher, he cannot be going to the Euros on this form. Mm. And that's controversial because he was, you know, he did his job, but there, I, I don't think we're short. I don't know. That's a, that's a hard thing to say, but, you know, I'd much rather have um, a Considine than Gallagher at this stage. Uh, and that might I, don't know, I don't know if I'd rather have Constant, but I'd definitely rather have someone else than Declan Gallagher just now. Yeah, I, I had him on my flop since, since that high of November or whatever it was, some other lockdown ago, when he was just brilliant, he's been shite this year. Yeah, ever since ever since we qualified the years, he's just been awful. And then they've been really poor at the back. Stephen O'Donnell, I thought it was a smart move when they brought him in and I thought good for him as well. I thought he'd be playing in a team that was going to be definitely top six and he'd play well for it and it's not gone well for him. Um, you know, I think he would have done much better going to Aberdeen or something like that um, where he would have we would have been playing in a better team um, and certainly have done better this season despite things. So, yeah, disappointing from Motherwell. We'll, we'll, we'll get off them. Devante Cole, though, I will agree with you. He he was my player of the season, a pick for them. And I think, you know, they want to hold on to him. He does look complete. Uh, he does look... I, I, mean, I think post-six post split, Devante Cole has to be in your team because if, if something happens in Motherwell, 
he scores, and he scores in every different way. 100%. He scores coaches' goals. You know, he scores goals from 20 yards, 25 yards. He does whatever you want. So we, we've covered Motherwell. The next in the league, I do believe, is Yogi Bears, Ross County. Scooby, how are you describing them in one word this season? Unconvincing. And I, and I think I, I mean that. I don't think that they're at this level. Mm. And 10th might not suggest that. But I, from what I've seen, I think they, of all the teams, deserve to go down. And I probably want them to go down, of all of them. You're getting quite mean in this part of the podcast. Ah, I know, but they are. I mean, some cup heroics, the odd impressive way. They've been poor. Yeah. Um, Yogi might keep them up, though. I, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's not been great for us, County, has it? No, it's not. My, my one word was either unpredictable or it was a three words, which was big game team. Because <laughs> they've beaten Celtic twice this season. Yeah. They've thumped Aberdeen at home. They did. That was great. And they've beaten Hibs, Hibs away. But yet they cannot beat anyone around them, which sends massive warning signals around the split because, as we've discussed, you play the teams around you. You don't play the big boys. You have to be able to beat the shite guys. And, you know, White looks decent enough going forward, but is he clinical enough? I just don't know. Yeah, I think White's been a good find. We thought Ollie Shaw was the man. Thought Ollie mm. Sean found his feet. Um, we did. Disappointing for him, but I struggled to pick a player out. To be honest, I, I actually, you know, and this isn't on a fancy basis. I, I think Laidlaw maybe looks like he could be a player with the right defence in front of him. Still mm. quite young. He's had some good performances, um, but you know, he's just been getting pagged all year because he's essentially not got defence in front of him. So, they, look, um, they've they're worrying. They've underperformed. They're unconvincing. Um, I think if I have to put my a uh, gun to my head, I would say Ross County go down this year. There you go. So from you say Ross County go down, I'm going to say the team that I think, well, <sighs> pissed me off the most, and that has come on it this year. I think they've been absolutely shambolic. Is that the word you're describing them with? Correct. <laughs> they've had a disastrous season, and I think, you know, they are the team that does deserve to go down. However, do they now, Scobie, have the right man in charge. Well, I will draw your attention to week twenty-seven, which Tommy Wright's appointment at Kilmarnock was my no, um, and I've seen nothing to suggest that Tommy Wright is not still my no, uh, and I yeah, worrying is my word to describe Kilmarnock. Again, he might well save him, but it's gone downhill fast. For it has Alex Dyer's <laughs> former team, and they just can't seem to hit the brakes. Um, look, we'll flip it and be positive. First goal in 571 minutes. As an Aberdeen fan, you know how that feels. Uh, it's a welcome <laughs> sight, I'm sure. Uh, and Lafferty looks hungry, and they're gonna they're gonna need that. They're gonna need Cal Lafferty to do something special, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Hammered one off the bar, didn't he? And, he? and he was just all over the place. Had another one uh. in. Was ruled um, not a goal for, for a foul, but he was, you know, he was on it. I think, I think, if you're looking for like serious differential to chase up those mini leagues post wild card, Cal Laffrey is a guy you get in your team. That strike, honestly, from 25 yards was absolutely sensational. He had another hit from a free kick. He's hitting the target every time. He's making the keeper work. He's the guy that's going to make something happen at Killy. And I kind of disagree with you a little bit, Scobie. Have been watching a little. 
little bit against Aberdeen as well. They are set up a bit better. And you just, I just don't think you can underestimate what Tommy Wright's going to do at that club. I'm happy to be proven wrong. I mean, you're the one that said they were going to go down, John. So you're, you're, I know, you know, I know, I know. I, know, I, know, I, know, I, know, I just, well, I've always said that Tommy Wright was a poor appointment. And so far, he's lost every game 1-0 apart from the last one, 1-1. So, you know, prove me otherwise, mate. Um, Greg Kilty, I will pick out as a player who's been probably one of the steals of the season from fans. Yeah. He was about 2.2 million when we we're getting him in. I think he's he moves up 2.8. He's probably dropped now. Um, but he's had some great, he's had some real purple patches and um, lots of goals he, in there. Yeah. He has had some real purple patches. Um, but I think he's definitely been a benefactor of how well he was priced in the game. Like yeah. if this guy was, as Achilles 10, was priced at that sort of 4 million point, we wouldn't be talking about him. No. But it's because it was half a price. But that's why we love fantasy football is because yeah. sometimes you do get these beautiful... Yeah, I mean, if we look back to our, our, our team in a half season, I think we were putting Chris Burke in there almost. You know, because yeah, Chris Burke had an incredible start to the season. Um, and yeah, that went downhill fast. Kabamba, you know, we were talking about him. Again, he's completely off the ball. So we will have to wait and see. Scooby, it gets us on to our last team oh. of the season. Please, can you ask me... My one word description to describe Hamilton this season. John, what's your one word this season to describe Hamilton? Hamilton. <laughs> That's why I wrote as well. <laughs> That's literally why I wrote as well. <laughs> it's just Hamilton. That's the only way you can describe it. It's the only way. It's, the only way. it's just like... <laughs> you only know that as a Scottish football fan, but if you're somewhere around the world, there's something just like random <laughs> happening. Just be like Hamilton. <laughs> All that is it's Hamilton. Uh, John, I've like kind of like <laughs> fallen in love with Hamilton a bit this year. I must, <laughs> I must say, like I just, they've just they've been a bit the butt of our jokes. The whole waitress thing, and then in October, I went to the Morrisons and I stood by the ground. Um, and it was a funny moment, and I just, I don't know, Brian Bryce, honest, hard-working bloke. It's just, look, I don't know how, how else to describe them. Hamilton. There, there, Scooby, there is no other way to describe them but <laughs> Hamilton. And the thing is, they've, they've got such a, they've got a team that you could really get on board with. Mm. And, 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 and from a fantasy football Scotland perspective as well, it's quite easy just to get involved in Ross Callaghan, who has been absolutely frightening. You know, he's got three goals in his last five games. He's got like nine, ten goals this season. Play at number 10, absolutely brilliant. Bruce Anderson's gone down there from Aberdeen. Yeah. You know, the goal that they scored uh, midweek was sensational. It was all Bruce Anderson, amazing um, link-up play, which yeah. is what he was thrown away from Aberdeen by. Derek McInnes says, Bruce Anderson, you cannot do any link-up play. Well, go and just watch that goal, Derek. And Bruce Anderson takes the ball in, pass to Callahan, back to Bruce. Yeah. What I'd be saying to anyone at Aberdeen is get Ross Callahan up the road to Pataudry. It's what they need in number 10. He's absolutely brilliant. I think how are they going to stay up, Scobie? Look, the form... Last five, uh, last five games. Just to, just to pick up from that, one win, three draws, and a loss. Points, points, yeah. points, points. They're just picking up points. They've got a game in hand. They're level on Kamarnik at the moment. They've got a game in hand. You never know. But like, it's so tight down there, and like, it, if they finish twelfth, finish twelfth, they get relegated. But eleventh, 
I can't see any team in the championship, you know, edging them. They just know how to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, Bigger Dolphin has been an absolute steal as well. He's just so cheap, but also he's brought points. He's scored points yeah. consistently. We talked about his impressive stats, more interceptions than any other under-23 uh, European player by a long way. Um, so hopefully they keep hold of him. But, you know, they have made some good bits of business. He was a good signing in the summer. Um, Anderson was a good signing in January. So, you know, Brian Rice and other people at that club are making the right decisions. So, Don't you know, keep it up. I'm on a stand up. Don't you know, keep it up. <laughs> on that positive note, let's get out of part two. Hello, welcome back to part three of this week's pod. We've we've been on we've been talking for too long, Scooby, so this will be a snappy one. One point, Jerry from the shed has got in touch and says it'd be a great addition to the Fantasy Football Scotland is that if you could choose a manager for each week. What do you think of that? And how uh, sell it to me, how would that work with the where the points come from? It's purely on how your how the team does, but they're all priced differently. So like Martindale would have been a brilliant example, probably been priced in like the lower levels, but went on this massive run. You know, Gerard at Rangers have been priced too high, so it's like you just keep him every week. Is that something you get on board with, or is Jerry just talking shite? It's quite a fun addition, actually. I've never thought about it. A manager being caught at the fantasy setup. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Like it. Fancy like, gone. If you're listening, let's consider that for next. They're week. always listening. They're always listening, Scobie. Yeah, and, and, and talking about manager of the week, what happened in the fantasy football pod? Um, here we are. So top top scorer in the league was the Black Country Bears, Richard Whittle, sixty-seven points. So a few people Ooh. in there around that sixty odd points. It's pretty good for you know what was quite a quiet week. Um, and our league leader is once again we've had another switch. It's again loss. Pimenon Taneros, Gunner, by three points. So it's, going to be, it's, it's proving to be a, a tense finish, and it will be to the end of the season, I think, between uh, a few of them. So, very exciting, John. I said plenty of excitement, and get in touch if you want a sticker, lads. Yeah, please do. I still want one, John, so, you know, anytime. I'll have to come and get, I'll have to come around and get one for you next week. Fuck this lot, don't he? Uh, yeah, all right. Well, um, it has been a pleasure. I hope you guys have enjoyed our pre-spit split uh, review of the season. Um, and yeah, double game week ahead. Get that one in your calendars. We look forward to talking to you again next week. We are dirty and we are 30. Get in. Yay. Yeah.